Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. A super busy sports day in these parts. Earlier at the barn, Minnesota rallied for a win over Penn State. Men's basketball, 75-70. An important win for the Golden Gophers there. Meanwhile, WCHA women's hockey. looks like the Golden Gophers are going to take care of business and beat Minnesota State in a third game on Sunday with the winner advancing to the WCHA Frozen Faceoff at Ritter Arena next weekend. Meanwhile, the Wild underway at the XL Energy Center, taking on the St. Louis Blues, and they certainly have an uphill climb to get to the playoffs. Uh, no, no doubt about that. Timberwolves are rattled today. They get the Clippers tomorrow. Golden go for women. They'll be at Penn State uh, tomorrow. Golden go for men tonight. Uh, they'll be at 3M Arena at Mariucci against Michigan. Minnesota with the win on Friday night. Locked into third there. So a ton going on. Oh, by the way, Minnesota United FC took on the Columbus Crew at Allianz Field. Home opener today. And eked out a 1-1 draw. Andy Greeter joins from the Pioneer Press online at TwinCities.com. And Andy, a lot of drama to get to get that draw. Yeah, absolutely. The Columbus crew are the 
reigning MLS Cup champions, and they had a, a one to zero lead, kind of midway through the second half, all the way into stoppage time. You know, they said there was going to be a a minimum of, of four minutes of stoppage time and four minutes and 26 seconds into that stoppage time, Taniola with uh scored a, a great goal uh, to, you know, get a one, one equalizer and, and settle for a draw here. It actually kind of feels more like a win, just given the fact that the Minnesota was, was so shorthanded. They were without four of their primary attackers and, and were playing one of the league's best. So, you know, while they dropped two points at home, I think they thought probably feel pretty good about the circumstances and, and who they were playing against. And, and considering all the turmoil this offseason to get a road win and a draw against the crew today, I don't know how it could be any better, Andy, really, for the loons out of the gate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were the only team in MLS uh, to win on the road yeah. last week and did it with an interim coach and Cameron Knowles, and, and he's still on the touchline as they wait Eric Ramsey's arrival uh, to Minnesota, you know, maybe as soon as, as this coming week or, or maybe two weeks as he works to get his, his work visa in the UK and, and join and take over uh, the team that will be his at that point. But in the meantime, the interim coach has them playing a, a high pressing style that the new chief soccer officer, Khalid El Ahmad wants them to play. And that had a lot of success early on, you know, in the first 25 minutes or so, in uh, this game against Columbus was a lot like the first half against Austin, just a real uh, suffocating press that created turnovers and created some scoring chances early on. And, you know, Columbus is, like I said, the, the reigning MLS Cup champions, and a lot of people look at them as one of the favorites here again this year. So, you know, you knew that they were going to find their way into the game. And Cucho Hernandez, who won MVP of MLS Cup last year, and, you know, really their, their lethal striker, you know, scored the goal, and it looked like it was going to be enough. But, you know, Minnesota United has been using all five of their substitutes, which is something that Adrian Heath wasn't doing a lot of, and Tanny was one of those subs. And, and after playing only 13 minutes in MLS last season, uh, he's got a goal here today and had an assist on, on what was the eventual winner at Austin. So, you know, Cameron Knowles, you know, with the leadership of, of Khalid El Ahmad, there's a directive to, to play more of the youthful kids, and through two games, it's, it's paying dividends. Yeah, and and I I still can't get over it. It just felt going into the season. It's like the 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 club is in disarray, and the, the these results. I mean, the, these these points now, February and early March, pay dividends at the end of the season if you're 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 trying to get into the postseason and the MLS playoffs. Yeah, you know, this is a team last year uh, huh. that has a lot of veteran pieces. Uh, but really underperformed their kind of underlying numbers, their expected goals and kind of how poor they were at home. So this is a team that, that has qualities, but I think it's really a testament to the way that they've rallied around Cameron Knowles, who's been the interim coach, yeah. who's been the, the team's developmental team coach. You know, I think you're always going to get positive comments from, you know, employees talking about their boss, but the way that right. the players have, have talked about Cameron has been a little bit more effusive, maybe a little bit more genuine. Uh, and they've talked about kind of, how he's been very open and transparent with them about the situation, about kind of, you know, kind of this is the, the way that it is right now. And I think they've kind of embraced the fact that, you know, they, they can only control what they can control. And, you know, the, the head coach wasn't named until last week. And, and uh, you know, they've, they've had to kind of go on the fly with, with what they've got. And it's kind of like, a, you know, Major League, you know, the movie. You know, kind of you look around and you're like, well, this is kind of what it is right now. And you just kind of find a way and, and realize that, 
the only ones that are going to get it done are the ones that are in the locker room. And I think the fans can be really satisfied with the way uh, this team has started. Andy Grady joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Covers the Loons and the Golden Gophers for the Pioneer Press online at TwinCities.com. Um, in your your piece on the game today, you had mentioned yeah. a week ago that a couple of key guys, Robin Ludd and Franco Fragapani, were, were injured a week ago, not available for duty today. What about next week at Orlando City and beyond for those guys? And we're back. Uh, lost Andy. Hopefully we can get him back. But uh, once again, we were talking about uh, the Loons' 1-1 draw with Columbus today at uh, Allianz Field in the home opener. And once again, they're on the road at uh, Orlando next week, Orlando City. So the win in the opener at Austin FC in Texas, 2-1 to last week. And then the opener today at Allianz, uh, they get a goal very late and uh, get the 1-1 draw with the defending MLS Cup champs. And then, of course, uh, Minnesota on the road at Orlando next week. They're home in two weeks to take on LAFC at Allianz. That'll be a night game on the 16th. All right, Andy, you're back. Uh, You mentioned uh, shorthanded today. Um, What's the injury prognosis going on the road at Orlando? Yeah, I'd imagine that, you know, maybe uh, a couple of those guys, maybe even all four are back. I don't think any of those guys are long-term you know, okay. injuries. Reynoso, who's been their best player uh, for a number of years, has been dealing with the MCL sprain that he's had multiple setbacks with. So I think they're going to be cautious with him and, and give him as much time as they need. And Wangi Halangwane, who's been in South Africa working on his U.S. green card, is is getting back up to fitness. Robin Ludd and Franco Fragapane, it sounds like, have minor kind of calf injuries that they suffered in Austin. So I'd imagine you know, maybe two, three, maybe even all four of those guys uh, could be in the mix next weekend. All right, and then as we mentioned, uh, two weeks home against LAFC, and that will be a uh, night game at Allianz Field in the first night game at at home. So uh, good start, though, for the Loons. A couple other things I want to get your thoughts on. I know you're in Loons mode today. Gophers get a win over Penn State at the barn today. Uh, A key win, but still an uphill climb ultimately to get to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you know, I was only kind of – from afar monitoring that one, but I saw yeah, they were down, oh, I think, sure. what was it, 22 points at, at some oh. stage, and, and Penn State was shooting the lights out early on, and uh, it didn't look good for the Gophers to, to even get a quad three win, much less a quad two or quad one win, uh, but just a great comeback for them to be able to do it on, on senior day with Parker Fox, who's really become a, a fan favorite, kind of getting the start, and, and, and sounds like getting a standing ovation late in the game, so nice for them to, to get a home win. You know, they've got Indiana, Next, uh, that's another quad three win uh, or win pop, uh, possibility. And then they go on the road to, to Northwestern to see out the regular season before the Big Ten tournament. And it just doesn't look very good for their prospect for making the NCAA tournament. You know, they've made a huge strides here this year, but their really poor non-conference schedule is dragging them down in the big picture. Yeah, and once again, though, progress, huge for Ben Johnson no doubt. and the program. To, to show progress. It was almost imperative that they had to take a step forward, and they've done that. Yeah, for sure. They won two conference games last year, and oh, yeah. I think today's win was number nine. And, you know, they can, you know, if they beat Indiana, then they're you know, at least 500 in the Big Ten here this year, which is, you know, like we've talked about, just a huge improvement. And I think you, you look at the fact that the entire starting lineup uh, could be back and some key bench players as well. And 
Isaac Asuma, the cherry point guard, who's coming in, who's fairly highly touted. So it looks like they've got all the ingredients to be successful. And Mark Coyle, who's the AD, is not one for, for making hot takes, you know, said uh, on the Golden Gopher podcast this week that he sees the top 25 preseason team next year. So uh, for the AD, that's, that's usually pretty – uh, pretty, uh, you know, downspoken about things for him to say that and kind of see that it's not such a hot take that there's there's real reasons to think that uh, is positive for golf or basketball fans. And there's one other piece we want to direct people to, and and you posted this uh, on Friday at TwinCities.com and in the Pioneer Press, of course, uh, Andy Greeter joining us, and that is about P.J. Fleck and staff yeah. get, getting a bump out of the UCLA rumors. Yeah, so, you know, P.J. Fleck is going to be getting kind of annual retention bonuses that are going to start yeah. at, at $700,000 here this year and increasing uh, $100,000 each year for the next six years. So he's going to add, you know, upwards of $5.6 million to his contract. And I know that's a, a difficult pill for Gopher fans to swallow in the, in the you know, the recent context of, of a down season, a six- and seven-year uh, where they lost a number of winnable games, uh, lost a rivalry game to Wisconsin, and, and kind of weren't as good as what they've been overall. But I think the broader context is important here. When you look at the fact that the U says that you know his uh, salary and bonus combined will put him ninth and now the 18-team Big Ten, so you're you're looking at a coach that is the average salary in the Big Ten, and do you think that's that's fair? They're not paying him some sort of exorbitant price to, to be the coach and I think you look at the fact that this is a team that over the last 50 years has really struggled and and you know they had nine win seasons in 22 and 21 and 11 win season in 2019 and you think that you know he can get them back to that level here this year just given the amount of returning a uh, production of returning starters so I think they're kind of on the upswing and I think you just kind of need that broader context and not just look at oh he's getting a raise for for what? For going six and seven? Well, no, it's it's broader. He's going back up to the to the conference average, and it's the bigger picture about you know what this program has been historically. Yeah, and that, you know when you when you put it all into perspective, it's it's kind of like okay, it's middle of the pack, but it's still one of those that really jumped out on a Friday. I think it really blew up on social media. People are like, "Wow, what a world where you have a." pretty mediocre year even you know below expectations and, and get the bump yeah. but yeah compared to everybody else hey man that's a good yeah I, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you can get it right no right. doubt you know I, what you know what did we, where did we go wrong steve you know we're yeah, just talking man. about them making <laughs> right. penis compared to these guys yeah no i i hear you and i i understand that um, I just think, you know, the economics of, of college sports have changed so much that, you know, you're, I think it's always important to point out to people that, yes, he's the highest paid public employee in the state of Minnesota, but it's not money that's coming out of taxpayer dollars. You know, this is revenue that the football program is, is generating and, and getting through TV contracts that are, you know, continually rising and rising and rising. So yeah. it's just the, the price of doing business. And when you have UCLA – coming to try to pluck a, a sitting coach that's now in the conference, I think you turn around and go, well, you know, we don't want to, you know, start over and hire a new coach. So you do this kind of to, to keep what you've got. And I understand that, you know, it's just such a routine cycle with this, right? I mean, it's happened when 
when Florida State came and when he was, you know, mentioned in, in uh, Tennessee. And it just seems like every year because other people are noticing the fact that, oh, you're, you're able to win at a higher level than what Minnesota has done historically. And you, you do it the right way and you, you give back to the community and the kids are, are good in the classroom. I think that's, you know, that's how Mark Coyle looks at it. Like all of these factors together uh, is bidding for somebody to be paid at the average of what the Big Ten is. Andy, always good to visit with you. Thanks. And once again, you can see Andy's work on today's Loons game, the P.J. Fleck story as well, uh, online, TwinCities.com, or in the Pioneer Press. Thanks as always. Yep. There he is, Andy Grader, uh, joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, Andy, put it in perspective. Um, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about the P.J. Fleck thing. And that is an important thing to remember. That's the price of poker in big-time college athletics. Right or wrong, that, that's the way to look at it. It's television programming. And he is the local director of the television programming, which is Golden Gopher football. That, that in reality is what it is. We'll get into that in more detail in a moment. Here on News Talk, 830-WCCO. At the end of our chat with Andy Greeter, we got into the P.J. Fleck bonus, and it did raise a lot of eyebrows. And I, I don't know about you, Josh, but it kind of blew up on social media when this came out. It's like, wait a minute, P.J. Fleck's getting more money uh, because he was linked to the UCLA job. I think Andy did a really nice job of putting it in perspective a moment ago. And and it made me think about it a little differently. And that he isn't the highest paid coach in the Big Ten. He isn't the highest paid coach in college football. He's in the middle of the pack in the Big Ten. And... Yeah. In some way, shape, or form, that kind of puts it into perspective. There's so much money flowing in to college football and the major conferences, television-wise, is the outline, that this is just kind of the way it goes in the praise of poker. And you just, in a way, as sad as it is, just look the other way. He's just going to make $700,000. Another $700,000 on December 31st of this year for just staying put $700,000. I can't fathom that kind of money. Yeah. And he's just going to get that for hanging around. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of money you make after working 20 years at CCO, I believe. But, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's interesting to see. Like, I guess my argument, too, and I'm not sure if Andy brought this up, is – who else are you going to go out there and get? I don't think the Gophers really want to play the coaching roulette game any more than they already have. And I feel like it's more of a PJ's gotten this program farther than the other coaches have, so we'll just stick with what the best option that we've had so far. you know. And that's not coming from me. That's just kind of how I'm trying to kind of uh, – Sure. I'm trying I'm trying to group their words together how or their mindset and figure out how what what they're thinking because outside of beating Penn State and 
winning the you know be all end all of college football, the Quick Lane Bowl. Uh, not a whole lot of accomplishments on that on that uh, docket for PJ Fleck. No, and, it, it, it was no doubt a, a, a down year, and I totally yeah. agree. I, I think Andy brought something up, and it and it's a shame that it does need to be brought up. But the reason they got into the Quick Lane Bowl is because of the graduation rate, and they're doing things right, and kids are going to class and making progress toward their degree. It's a shame because, once again, they're supposed to be student athletes, and it's supposed to be college sports. College sports. I'll repeat that again. And the fact that someone now is rewarded because players are going to class and doing well in class and graduating, that that means even more money for a coach versus the coaches. I I, I think of Bobby Huggins once upon a time, the college basketball coach. He really made no bones about it way back in the day, and I don't know if it was at Cincinnati or one of these schools. I think it was Cincinnati. I haven't graduated anybody difference does it make absolutely no bones whatsoever about eh, doesn't matter so i i still get back they're supposed to be student athletes they're supposed to be going to class they're supposed to be making progress toward a degree that should be the bare minimum and unfortunately in big time college athletics that isn't always the case but it is at the u and he is being rewarded and once again, isn't being paid the most in the Big Ten. It's middle of the pack in the Big Ten. And it does get back to what Andy said, and he's absolutely right. It's television money. It's other revenue sources. It is in taxpayer dollars. It just seems to me that he's going to get another $700,000 this year for just hanging around. That's... It's still hard, I think, for most people to wrap their arms around that. And and I understand the frustration, but that's where we are. And, and ultimately, big-time college football is the minor league system for the NFL, and we all know how much we love the NFL and can't get enough of the NFL. So... Here we are. It's it's uh, a it's a vicious cycle. Oh, um, for sure. I I'm not. Everybody knows me. Knows I personally am not a huge like I'll I cheer for all the Minnesota teams, etc. I grew up kind of cheering for the Gophers, but I'm a Sooners guy. But I feel for the Gopher fans because you are in a vicious cycle right now with this team, where it's like, all right, what do we do now? Like what? <laughs> Outside, like I said before, outside of beating Penn State back in 2019 on when College Game Day was in town, like what else have you truly accomplished with this program? You haven't even made it to a Big Ten championship game yet. You're 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 very mediocre when it comes to being the sure. leader of this program. I can understand where the Gopher fans are a little a little frustrated and throwing up their arms, like okay, seven hundred thousand dollars to run around in a circle. Let's just pay everybody that much money to kind of just stand in one place with the program like he has. And I love PJ. He's a great guy. But, you know, being a great guy doesn't win, you know, conference championships and, and lead your program to success. Yeah, it, it, it all goes back to the, the only way to summarize it is it is the price of poker. And 
if you're going to play football in the Big Ten, you're going to need to pay somebody. And Mark Coyle, he got a bump, uh, has made the decision, we're going to pay to keep P.J. Fleck and staff in place. Like I said, with Andy in a, in a chuckle, man, good gig if you can get it. 5.32, quick break. We'll have an update on the weather. Doe Young Park will join us from spring training. Twins fell to the Phillies up in Clearwater 3-2 today. They get Tampa Bay Sunday in Fort Myers at high noon. We'll talk Twins with Doe here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Twins fall in the Grapefruit League to the Phillies 3-2. Bailey Ober, a really nice job up in Clearwater. Tomorrow, Tampa Bay, Royce Lewis. Expected to be in the lineup against the Rays. High noon start. Of course, our sports coverage begins at 10 a.m. with the huddle. Pete Najarian and Dave Schwartz. And then uh, the Twins and the Rays from Fort Myers. Doe Young Park covers the club for MLB.com. Good enough to join us. Doe, it's been a while. How are you? I'm hanging in down here. It's kind of. I, I know you guys don't want to hear this, but it was, Windy and a little bit chillier than you'd expect down here in Florida. And coming down here a couple of years for spring training really makes me soft. And so uh, we're getting back to uh, what we expect the Grapefruit League to be now right now. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's kind of funny. Today I was thinking about this running some errands earlier in the day with the sun out and it was pushing 60 degrees here in the cities. This would be an Excellent day for opening day at Target Field. I mean, we, we've we've had a really mild winter, but today it, would, it was a little breezy, but still would have been great for opening day. Yeah, I mean, and that's how you know it's going to be like 29 and blizzarding, like an actual <laughs> home opener day, right? Like, that's how it always works. Yeah, for sure. Out of the ball game today, uh, Bailey Ober, really good against a, a good Phillies lineup. They had a lot of their big guys in the lineup today. Yeah, that was, a, that was pretty much the real Phillies lineup outside the couple of the spots at the bottom of the order. But, I mean, Bailey Ober, it, it's interesting because a year ago, when you think about where Bailey was, he was the number six starter on the outside looking in. He knew that. We knew that. Everybody knew that. And he was really trying to show his results. He was in a results-oriented mode. This year, very different. He is, like, the number three starter on this team right now. His spot is secure. He is in process mode. He's trying to refine. He's messing around. He's tinkering. And he's also striking out seven Philadelphia Phillies in three innings, 11 swings and misses on 20 swings. I mean, he was only supposed to go two innings, and he was so good that Rocco just let him go three. Um, So take that, Rocco, early hook truthers or whatever. But um, we got – Bailey had 94.8 miles an hour working today, top speed with the fastball. That is the hardest pitch he has ever thrown. Um, tracked by StatCast in a game. And uh, it's been the case uh, where last last year in spring training, again, results-oriented, he was up here in the 94s. And uh, he, his velocity receded back to where we would think he would be in like the 91-92 range by the regular season. Uh, but that's something we talked to Bailey about after the game today, where we're like, listen, he's like, you know, listen, like I know my velocity's gone down sometime in the season. So, Really, the goal of this offseason was to strengthen myself to make sure that I can see if I can sustain this. And so he's talking about he's a big dude. He's a, he's put on five pounds of muscle. He's actually apparently eating 200 to 250 grams of protein a day, which sounds like a highly crazy amount of protein to me. Um, and the results are showing really right now. And he's happy with a new cutter and everything. And um, obviously the results showed today. Bryce Harper went on TV afterwards uh, 
to the Philadelphia broadcast and said something to the effect of, hey, if Bailey Ober, if that guy's throwing 95-96, Central better watch out because that's a real tough at bat. Yeah, uh, good stuff today. N- another guy inning, Jorge Alcala, uh, outstanding performance, two strikeouts, one uh, really good inning. Yeah, I think uh, I think he got a pretty tough part of that order too. I think he got I think he got Rail Muto and Harper and uh, maybe Castellanos in there, but uh, really good stuff. I mean, this is a big spring for Alcala, and he's gonna factor into the big league picture at some point. Is healthy this season and the health appears to be less of an issue right now it's just a question of whenever that opportunity does come and what is a full bullpen right now will he be able to take advantage of it coming off the two seasons pretty much almost totally lost to injury he just hasn't been himself this is when he is himself when he's healthy he's got primo stuff he's throwing 97 98 99 at times uh, power slider, the changeup was coming along in 2021 to the point where by the end of the season, he had like an 0.96 ERA from August on. He was one of their better relievers. It was a great story and what was otherwise a pretty brutal end of the 2021 season. He was not able to build into the springboard into the next step, and uh, health just didn't give him a chance to do that. What is encouraging this spring is he is back sitting 97-98 was the fastball, which is what you want to see, because when he was less consistent, that velocity would really waver, that slider velocity would dip down below the 89-90 range, but he's sustaining a lot of that for one-inning outings right now. So the question is now, can he continue to do that? Can the stuff continue to sustain as he builds up some innings? The Twins are going to obviously need him to go multiple innings at times and that sort of thing until he proves he can be a part of the bullpen picture. Again, maybe on the outside looking in right now, but coming off of two pretty much lost seasons, health is the number one thing, and at least from that baseline, he's putting on, he's establishing a pretty solid baseline, and that's what the Twins need to see. You have a piece at MLB.com slash Twins about Royce Lewis. <laughs> uh, this guy in the Grand Slam, this is this is really interesting. Unusual, yeah. to say the least. It's it's nutty. I mean, I, whatever adjectives you got, I, I, any adjective that you can think of to fill it in, to express incredulity, to express excitement, whatever it is. I mean, this is this is not normal stuff. And um, what it, it seems like the opportunities find him to a crazy extent. It seems like every time the bases are loaded, it's that guy that's in the on deck circle and coming up. And I, uh, it, it's spring training, but at the same time, I mean. Spring training at bats, or you, you can you can create these moments in spring training too. And I almost felt bad because uh, I believe it was Lucas Giolito, the major league pitcher, that loaded the bases, and Rocco did his opponents no favors by stacking Eddie Julian and then uh, Carlos Correa and then Byron Buxton and then Royce Lewis. One, two, three, four, boom, 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 boom. Uh, the guy walks the bases loaded, and then because it's spring training. Like, the major league pitchers, no manager wants their guys out there throwing too many pitches in any one inning trying to avoid injury. And so he pulls them, and they got a bunch of, like, just minor league pitchers on hand to, like, finish out these innings just because somebody has to. So the base is loaded. They bring in this guy who had, like, a 5 ERA and A ball last year, and he falls behind 3-0, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, no. And just 3-0 fastball right down the pipe, and Royce Lewis, obviously does what Royce Lewis does. And 
I mean, talking to Byron Buxton, talking to his other teammates, like all they can do is laugh and gasp and joke about it like the rest of us does because, I mean, we ran out of words to describe it last year, and he's just picking up right where he left off, it looks like. And that is really one of the exciting things here in early March about this club. Carlos Correa, we know what he brings with the glove. Um, and and when he's right, what he can bring with the bat. And then, of course, there's Byron Buxton and the positive uh, news around Byron Buxton going into 2024. And then you add Royce Lewis. I mean, that's... That's pretty good stuff for the Twins. I know uh, Star Tribune columnist Patrick Royce did a piece on it, and and I think he hit the nail on the head. You know, if those three can play a lot of games together and be in the lineup, that's that's really good for this ball club. If, 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 if right, if, for that, sure. That's going to sure. be the word here. That's always going to be the word. Uh, the vibes are excellent for now the health vibes the morale vibes the performance vibes everything around those three guys who are going to be the majority of the variants of the outcomes of this twins team everything is excellent right now we have obviously seen that just turn on a dime so many times over the last couple seasons that to a certain extent we gotta there's a long way to go in spring training there's 162 games to go in the regular season um Spring training is when optimism reigns. At the same time, with that said, this is the first time that the Twins have had a healthy Carlos Correa, a healthy Byron Buxton, and a healthy Royce Lewis in spring training together. There is something to be said for that, and that's obviously much, much better than the alternative, and we have seen so many different like use cases and ranges of those alternatives in spring's past. The task is far from done. But there are far, far worse places from which they could be starting. Buxton has played two games in center field right now. That's baby steps, but he's come out of those great. The morale is still good. He's focusing on hitting and the nuances of hitting and talking through at-bats and stuff like that with his teammates again instead of, like, how do I get my knee to not feel like somebody's stabbing it with a knife? That's also progress. And so right now that's the baseline that they're at, and that's, about as good of a baseline as you could hope for in the early stages of spring on March 2nd, is it right now? Yeah, about yeah. where we are right now. Yeah, and it, it goes really quick because a three-game series uh, to open the year with the Kansas City Royals, uh, that that's 100% marked. So in reality, it feels like, well, you know, opening day is still a month away. It's not. And the the next few weeks are going to fly by. Yeah, and um, we're seeing right now they're already ratcheting up the workloads on these guys. I think earlier than I've seen in years past just to kind of get them in game shape. I think it's going to be important, obviously, for Buxton to see some of these at-bats to get his feet under him in center field without overdoing it, obviously. We're already seeing guys take three, two, three at-bats in some of these games. Um, a lot of these road games, like I'm on a two-and-a-half-hour drive back from uh, Clearwater where they play the Phillies right now, like, in years past, these are games where you would see a bunch of like minor leaguers and guys that are going to start with the Saints. I think I looked down at the lineup today. There were eight dudes in that lineup who were going to play in the big leagues this season, and the ninth guy was Emmanuel Rodriguez, who's a global top 100 prospect. And so the ramp-up is well underway, and you're right. It's not an April opening day anymore. It's a March 28th opening day in Kansas City. And again, um, for their stars, everybody's on schedule, it seems, right now. Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa ramping up together. Buxton's not behind or anything like that. So, again, 
knock on wood, and again, it's only been two appearances and games for both of those guys, but everything is going as planned for now. All right. Well, well, Doe, always good to visit with you. We appreciate your coverage at MLB.com slash twins as always, and thanks again. Appreciate you having me on, Steve. Always appreciate you. There he is. Doe Young Park covers the twins for MLB.com. Bailey Ober, though, positive. Twins fall 3-2 to two in the Grapefruit League. Ray is tomorrow, high noon. Once again, our sports coverage at 10 a.m. The Huddle, Pete Najarian, Dave Schwartz, always a great show. And then, of course, Chris Hadbury, Dan Gladden with all the play-by-play at noon. Twins and Rays from Fort Myers. And to put it in perspective, three and a half weeks of Grapefruit League games before they open in Kansas City on the 28th. <laughs> so it, it is really moving along. Quick break. We'll put a bow on the show in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Quick summary. Phillies over the Twins, 3-2 to two in Clearwater. Twins and Ray is from Fort Myers tomorrow at noon. Go for men's hoops. Beat Penn State 75-7. They were getting blown out. In the first half at the barn. And rally for a 75-70 victory. Go for women's hoops at Penn State tomorrow. Uh, Golden go for women. Uh, the 4 is to game three against Minnesota State at Ritter tomorrow. Golden go for men against Michigan. They're locked into the third seed in the Big Ten hockey tournament. Blues lead the Wild 1-0 after one in St. Paul. Timberwolves Clippers tomorrow at 2.30 at Target Center. Love those matinees. Um. Good for the kids to get out. Uh, Timberwolves, Clippers, good ball game at Target Center in downtown Minneapolis. Loons in Columbus, home opener for Minnesota United FC, a 1-1 draw. They got a goal late, late, late to get the draw against the defending champs. They'll be at Orlando City next week and then home again in two weeks. And it brings us to the Vikings. And... I don't know about you, Josh Wheeler, but there seems to be a great deal of hand-wringing at the moment. Is Kirk Cousins coming back? Will they sign J.J.? I'm convinced they're going to sign Justin Jefferson. Uh, They're going to give him the big money. Um, I'm still convinced they're going to find a way to get a deal done with Kirk Cousins. I don't – I'll say it again. They they don't want to rebuild. They don't want to go with another guy. They like Kirk. They, they think Kirk will be the key to getting J.J. done. Um, but you have mentioned Atlanta a couple of times off air in the show today. There seems to be some juice to that rumor. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of, uh, I guess, the proverb, uh, proverbial smoke with the Atlanta Kirk Cousins talk uh, via, I think it was a, uh, a reliable news source. I don't know what the exact news station was, but it was basically what it's being described is, you know, what WCCO is to this market. Atlanta's news market radio station is the ones that are, you know, reliably reporting on this, you know, claim that Atlanta is going to try and go all in on Kirk Cousins. And I, I buy it. I, I Here's the thing. The longer they have gone with Kirk Cousins, the more expensive this whole ordeal is, is has gotten no. with Kirk. I, I feel I truly feel if they would have tackled this in, you know, 
between September and December, it would have been a lot cheaper, but it's built equity the longer it's kind of sat there. And well, I think that's kind of the issue. And and that that's what player agent need to do. If, if you're going to test free agency, test free agency. And and you're right. Maybe maybe the Vikings went to Kirk Cousins and said, "Okay, looks like the ACLs or the Achilles surgery went well. His recovery's going well. He'll be good to go next season." Maybe they said, "Let's get a deal done." And they're kind of like, "Yeah, yeah, let, let, let's let it play out." Because if Atlanta comes to the table and says, "We're going to guarantee," let, let's just throw a number out there: three years guaranteed and 120 million. Why wouldn't you take that? Yeah. Uh, credit, credit to credit to Judd Zolgad on saying, I saw his tweet yesterday, Kirk Cousins might go down as the best negotiator in NFL history. And credit to his agent for that because this, this is, whether it's a social media post he, he made earlier this week with the combine starting or whatever it may be, he might be the best negotiator in the NFL. Yeah, he, he has no reason to make a decision right now. And then, ball in Wilf's court. I, I would assume he would rather come back here. Yeah. But if he's got something on the table that says three and 120 guaranteed, well, you know what he is? Kirk Cousins is the P.J. Fleck of quarterback negotiators. You like that? Uh, we've got all the news at 6. <laughs> thanks, Josh Wheeler. Big thanks to you for tuning in. Don't forget the huddle tomorrow at 10. Twins and Rays at noon here on CCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.